Jason. Hi, buddy. How you doing? I'm excited to talk about the hit um, HBO TV show, The Wire. Yeah, that was, uh, well, the first season was some high-quality television. I mean, the whole thing is great. Was it in season three or season four, there were the, the two little runner kids named Bug and Donut? I remember those guys? They were just like little minor characters, but for some reason we started calling our cats Bug and Donut. Oh, okay. Um, which, uh, I, that's the only reason I remember them. It's very know. cute. Yeah. I had no idea they did, uh, there was a band um, that was... Um, yes. Made out well, of the band the is not crew the members. Wire. The band is called Wire. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is not, not just the wire. wire. No, it's you just gotta, Wire. I can just hear all of the seventies punk <laughs> fans out there. Why are you calling them the Wire, dude? I mean, there's no the. It's honestly the band's fault to think that oh. no no one's going to call them the Wire. They are. Everyone, this is you know, this is another level of Wires. Uh, fucking with everyone's ness. Leaving off they the. Have. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, you know where it went to. The right. the. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your what's your name, dude? I'm Jason. I'm Matt. We started this podcast to uh, talk about music that we like or music we're interested in and records that we care about, even if they are good. Sometimes they are not so good. Um, we have feelings about all of them, one way or another. I'm, I'm very full of strongly. Feelings. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's all that it takes to make it on this show. It's having give feelings. us feelings. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of the podcast, Jay? Give us feelings. Is it? Uh, we listen to records. We listen to records. See, that's why uh, this is not. This has not been working. We're at what? show thirty-five, and wow, I need to say, Matt, what's the show called? Or or you or okay when you say what's the show called I'll just make up some bullshit and then you come in with the actual show title all right sure all right this is uh yeah very this is good episode thirty five really huh? very good yeah I mean it's, yeah and we're you know, we're finally settling in I think you know if you have listened to the previous thirty four episodes <laughs> you are aware that <laughs> what is about to happen is a shit show I'll come um, on. I know no hey, I, why don't you uh why don't we listen to some records yeah get ready because it's not gonna take long ready turn it up. Here comes a quick 20-second track. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have to start with X Lion Tamer. I freaking love this track. All right. There's great danger for the Listening Man, to Wires <laughs> Pink Flag, their, their debut first album. full record. That's yep. right. They met. So Wires from England. Yep, go ahead. So 
the, I just got through this uh, this thirty three and a third this past week, and like, you know, it's the it's the it's the great origin story of every fantastic band meeting at art school. I mean, what the art art school? It should be rock and roll camp. I mean, <laughs> it really is. This it's like. I don't know, you know, anyway, I, I think um, in going through their like early, early history, they, they'd only met six months prior to recording this album. And uh, uh, I think that um, the, the thing that I took away from like their their ideas about art anyway, because they sort of got into this about their, their, their sort of college years. And like they uh, one of the guys was big, like transferred into the fashion world and, and had some sort of success there kind of like creating some styles that maybe still exist today or like some kind of iconic imagery for on t-shirt stuff in the punk era and like sure. and like his whole thing was like coming from this very rigid kind of classical training in, in painting and, and sculpture and then going into fashion where basically they were like everything is good you know there's like the, the, the pop kind of trashy style is as relevant as like, you know, the, this 18th century period. Sure. And, and well, he took that into like, he said that's sort of how he approached uh, music was like, you know, punk, punk seemed to him to be very rigid and very like, we look like, here's the Sex Pistols. And, and I think he even quotes Johnny Rotten saying like, we wanted everybody to be like us, not become us. And right. and that there was this whole, there was just like, everybody was doing the Sex Pistols. And here's The Wire saying like, you know, punk is doing whatever you want again. Punk is constant reinvention. Punk is not ever doing what has already been done. And, right. uh, and I think that all comes out of art school and, and that sort of idea. And, and, you know, and here are these guys like, like gang of four to me, just kind of making, you know, reacting to this time to this weird time of like, sure. it's kind of minimal and mechanical. Well, uh, so the record came out in 77. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you know, it's, I was born in 76. Um, I just sort of feel like for people who grew up the way that we did, liking what we like. Like this, this record is in your DNA. Like, <laughs> I I don't think I'd listened to Pink Flag in probably twenty years. Yeah. And I and I put it on and I immediately was like, mm. you know, it was like it was like um, well, so familiar and so just everything I had remembered it being. Yeah. I, I, it's it's kind of stripped down. It's kind of poppy. It's right. definitely sort of seventies punk ish in well, ways that's the that you recognize from you know the Clash and bands like right. that. Right. There, there, those all of those guys were their their contemporaries, and and people talk about going to see the Wire and how it would just be a totally different they're, experience. They're, they're not. I'm the sorry. Wire. I'm sorry. They're just Wire. Fuck. Going to see Wire and how it would just be. They stood out because they were very straight. Like they rehearsed. They had like uh, one of the guys came out of um, his whole study at school was I really like fucked up machinery sound and he he worked in some factory and was like recording that stuff all the time and and they were like well you should go to music school and he was like no I don't think you understand I like this sound of this crazy garbage and I want to do this here and they're like okay and at, so so you have this guy coming at it from that angle of like you know like exper you know very experimental and they just took this very seriously like they said i think even recording this record the the i was reading something with one of the um people involved and they said you know they just really had everything together and were interested in in creating you know a a solid statement whatever that was going to be you know instead of just like um you know i don't know that like You know, I think punk came out of like a lot of other reasons to make music, and these guys feel like we are pushing boundaries and trying to experiment, and that's like the, and and I think that results in in classic tracks like X Lion Tamer, which are yeah. are very punk but very pop, and 
And I well, mean, I mean, not I'm, for nothing, there are 21 tracks. That on right this there album. was was groundbreaking. The fact and some that some of them as short a, as like 20 a 30, seconds. Yeah, a 30 second track. I think 44 like, seconds. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm just scanning this. Yeah. The longest track is the first one that comes in just a, like a <laughs> couple seconds over three minutes. That's the longest. Well, I guess no. Pink Flag is three minutes and 47 seconds. The, That's the longest track. The other thing. But, they, the other thing they said that was very different that people noticed right away was that they actually had an insert with lyrics and nobody else would bother. Like, they were like, so what? You know what we're saying or who cares? Right. But they really, and if you, and I was, I've been reading like, cause I, I sort of can't catch everything that they're necessarily singing about in some of these tracks, you know, and right. uh, reading these lyrics, it's like, you know, super political. And, and I get, uh, you know, very political and very like, um, you know, that early consumerism kind of, you know, stay glued to your TV set. Uh, like there's just one, one of their tracks is even called uh, commercial, the commercial, and it's an instrumental. And it was meant to be like, well, you've been listening to the album. Now you need like a break. A break. Here's yeah, the commercial. commercial break. <laughs> Here's the commercial break. Which well, it's I interesting. Think I'm looking like... at the, uh, the Wikipedia page for this. So album. awesome. And one of the things that jumped out at me is the Minutemen attribute Pink Flag to their approach of recording yeah. shorter songs, which yeah. I think is great. I just like, cause then everybody, absolutely. And then everyone says, Oh, I, we do short songs like the Minutemen. I mean, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable that they were so, yeah. Uh, well, and the crazy thing about wire, um, and then we'll play another track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I saw them in Chicago like 20 really? years ago. Oh my God. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. In the, in the nineties you saw, what well, you saw uh, wire. Well, yeah, like it would have wow. been ninety nine, but somewhere between ninety nine and oh one. That's probably, crazy. You know, probably about two thousand, roughly. Wow. Um, but like, they're still recording. Like, according to Wikipedia, they put out yes. an album in two thousand seventeen. Yeah. No, they are. They're still, and that again, like, I sort of look at them like Sonic Youth, but even more experimental and arty, more like, uh, like Kraftwerk or something. Like, okay. they're so out there doing their own thing and they happen to enter in 77 with this idea of pink flag with the short songs this very i mean it wasn't even post-punk i guess it is post-punk or it was in punk it was the beginning of punk you know and and it come and you come up with this that they were so ahead of things that they've just continued to you know like brian eno or something like sure always sort of on the on the fringes but but still classic. Right. They work I mean, in that I, space. I think in where other bands were inspired by this and then have gone on to sort of big fame and big careers. Mm. I don't want to say Wire didn't have a big career, but I feel like they never they never really, really crossed that mainstream divide in no. the way that other, you know, bands that reference them like REM and Sonic Youth and sure. Minutemen whatever. Um, like those bands managed to sort of build on this and and and, and get more mainstream success, I think. Right. Whereas, whereas Wire, because they're so ex- not experimental, maybe, but they're so sort of, there's no like pop hooks in here, and so I they don't know, never. Man, are, I disagree. I, I feel like there's, there. I don't know. There's just something about their. They just never cross that divide. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. whatever reason. Right. Even though there's some amazing At songs and like some really exciting stuff. Yeah. They just they never got that like. It's they, one of they, those albums that everyone, like Slint, everybody heard knows. it and it inspired everyone, but nobody bought it or whatever at right. the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, it's influential in hindsight. Like, I think Pink Flag yeah. probably sells at like, like if you, if you, you know, or if you looked at the, whatever this, the numbers, it, it probably just has a plateau since like, you know, the late eighties. Of like, right. it's always going to sell ten thousand copies a year forever, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Because right, people are right. like, "Oh, no way! You got it. what this album?" You know, it's just like one of those records that is the beginning of everything. Well, uh, in a lot we of listen to records. We do. Pick pick track, dude. I want to listen. Strange. I mean, that's a that's another great track that I think okay. is full. Just one big hook.
also can hear right away that sort of like um, Velvet Underground, John yeah. Cale uh, influence coming into, which was just like you find two chords and you just beat them to death. <laughs> and like you're and if you're uh sort of willing to take that trip you can find something interesting in that just fucking monotony <laughs> yeah and this is a perfect example because this song is so good and it's just this just dirty guitar just like open tuning and then close it there's up like a, there's open, like a phaser close, or something open, on there close. too i don't know uh um and i think I think, and I didn't hear any reference in the book to this, but like knowing what fans they were of the Ramones and seeing them and basically saying like, we wanted, we knew that we could do what they were doing only like in a, a, a like different direction, obviously like, like they, everyone saw the Ramones and that started everything in, in England. Sure. And, and they were like, this is our take. And the, and the lyric is, uh, you know, some, something strange is going on tonight. Something going on that's not quite right. Joey's nervous and the lights are bright. <laughs> so I really think this is like Ramones. Like we saw the Ramones. It was fucking crazy. Here's a song about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like I really think strange is there. Like what just happened? We're <laughs> starting a band, <laughs> which well, I, mean, I think it's... is a great homage. And like, and then you have, you know, REM covering this years later on green or something. Uh, I don't know we, what album they covered this on, but like I, I just read that a second ago. Um, it just I'll, it's I'll figure it out. these these uh, these circles and they just it, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. On right? document, Arian on document. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's just so funny, right? How the how you know this will become this will become this and 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 you rarely are doing something totally new ever. I mean, almost never. Sure. There, there are cases like this where they they do definitely some brown, groundbreaking things, but like at the same time we're referencing the Ramones, we're referencing the stuff that is is influencing us and nice. It's just well, our here, take why don't on we it. why don't we uh, why don't we play the title track? Like let's listen to Pink Flag. Pink. Let's flag. do the whole thing. Oh, man. This is such a good one. Though. Such a great track. This is a good well, one. we'll come back to this one. But all right, all right. Well, let's, let's, you know, it's called Pink Flag. Like let's let's listen to the whole thing. Do you have somewhere to go? Is that why you want to play the longest song? This is a crazy, <laughs> crazy story. <laughs> wow. Alright, play it. Bye. 
frequently on this podcast <laughs> is like back at you know before digital and CDs and everything. Yeah. An album, whether it was on a record or on a cassette, had two sides. Right. And how you started side A and how you ended side A was meaningful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is the last track on A side. Yeah. Right. It's the title track. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. Right. Like what a statement. Yeah, it's funny you wouldn't start. I'm trying to think of why you wouldn't open, you know, side one, track one with that. With Pink Flag. Yeah. But, I, I mean, know. I can see closing it like this, too. Or or make it the last track on side two, although maybe you've, you've stacked that side already with too much other stuff that there isn't the room for a long song, like three and a half minutes. Fucking lose it. Cut it. Lose it. It's too long. <laughs> um, the other thing that I think... I keep taking away from just the the feel of, of these guys and, and them talking about this record in that book is like how seriously they took it. Like, and, and part of it was by design and part of it was by accident. Like they talk about how, you know, everybody in, in the punk scene seemed to just be like, fuck it, fuck it, mate. Let's just break shit. And they, you know, whatever. And they were like, that just like made us really angry and sad because we were like, nobody's taking this seriously. You play like shit. You sound like shit. You look like shit. Like they were like, we're not going to do any of that. We're taking this very seriously. This is important. You can actually, you know, music is important (laughs) and uh, rehearsing is important. And, and that two of the members like didn't live nearby uh, that they kind of, so they like, when they formed, they actually made like a conscious effort to, like we are going to be in this band here. These are our ideas. You know, everyone is credited on all of the records for all of the songs. Still, right. I don't know to this day, but like looking at their first three or four records, that's the case. And I think it's it's a it's, it's as much of a, a statement as probably the truth. You know, and sure. uh, they said like they they didn't live near each other, so when they did get together, they were forced to take it seriously. And like we don't have all day to fuck around and go drink at the bar. You know, I, I drove here however long it took me to get here, so let's rehearse. Let's do this and stop fucking around. And, like, I just think that's why they're probably still working today in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. it was, like, this is our important work. This is not just a way to sure. piss everyone off. And Well, I just watched that. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched up. part of that, that documentary about Agnostic Front. Okay. And like I'm not, I've never been a big fan of Agnostic Front. Yeah, but, I don't know them. Um, but like, I, I there's a similar th- philosophy there, which is okay. like, this is what I committed my life to, right? And these are the people I committed my life yeah. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I'm not gonna stop just because I got old or the scene changed. Or right, whatever, right, right. And I I I get a little bit of that of, from Wire. It's just sort of like this is what I committed my yes. life to. This is what I'm doing. But to I'm do that at at whatever. 20 you know what i mean <laughs> sure like, yeah when oh these guys man. have to be you know in their what at least in their 60s at this point i don't yeah yeah sure easily you know and, um, and you know what i do feel like that was the difference that, that dude colin the front man of wire is yeah. almost oh. the same age as my mom wow there born in 1954 wow um so you know I yeah these guys are honestly he's 60 64 years old shit man he could retire like next year. I think honestly that was what uh, kind of you know was intimidating about New York playing music with with you at the various venues that we did was sure not knowing any better it's fine and having a lot of fun that's great but I think like when you start to just see a tiny bit of uh, people being successful and who are very talented and you and i think of course you you already have sort of a like i'm not good enough you know in in whatever you do but but seeing things that you're just blown away by and being and and thinking like okay if i really wanted to take this seriously it i would get have to give my whole life to this and and i don't even know that it would be worth it (laughs) so i think like it's hard to come to you know that realization in your 20s and and just and but yet to to just move past it and know what i'm doing is great and i'm gonna keep doing it i don't i don't know man i i definitely had that feeling that night at uh cbgb's when i was yeah. like you know what matt this is this is not I'm, fucking I'm, working out i'm not committing my life to this 
There's a there's a something that's required I that I don't have this anymore, man. Oh. I love it. Well, you mentioned um, Strange earlier. Yeah. Why don't yeah. we listen to that one? We we did already. Oh, we did already. Did cool. Forget? Then yeah. let's not listen <laughs> to it again. Let's listen to uh, Fragile. Wait, the let's listen to uh, X Lion Tamer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fragile. No, right. Yeah. Fragile. Right. Awesome. songs as we're listening to them somehow i just didn't yeah. write that one down i love um, that i love, I love that, that they can do a track like that back to you know or not on the same record as pink flag where it just yeah. devolves well, you, into fucking feedback and you know what that it. track makes me think of do you know um uh dead moon's first record yeah sure um, yeah and it yeah what's it called black September? well the track is called black September. I can't oh, remember wow, the okay called. okay but like there's something about that same like it's obvious everybody was listening to the Ramones and trying to figure out how to do their own version of that. See, it's funny because I'm hearing like even earlier like that kind of jangly like English, the Kinks or or uh, sure. the Zombies or something. That's like, and it's even kind of a love song. This one, it's very like, you know, it's very abstract, but it's it's still sort of like you're getting that direction of like you know, be careful with me. With me. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> and uh, like, it's almost like uh, you know, very pop song. Or the guitar sure, I was gonna say there's even hints of like early David Bowie in this record. Sometimes. Sure, you kinda, yeah. Like, see where some of his sounds were coming from. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, this is a, a obviously hugely influential record. Yes, um, yes, it's a very listenable record. I kind of forgot. You know, actually, like you can put it on and it just goes. Well, what's it's true, but what's fun? I think what's funny about this is especially is every time I put it on, uh, I do have moments of like. Oh man, I don't know if I can make it through this one, you know, because like there are those like, or you're like, oh, maybe I should listen. Like I, I just put it on first thing in the morning, yeah, having coffee, like making, you know, breakfast and stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a little too, too intense for right now. Oh, really? But then, but it's not like it, it will be for a moment. And then well, and that'll the make that me most sort of, the of doubt are it. Like a minute long. Like if you yeah. don't like it, just like by the time and, you get to your then, phone like, to change track. it, it's over. This one. Um, I know we've talked about doing Times New Viking on the show. Have we yeah. actually done it? I'm trying to yeah, scroll through. Yeah, we did. Through. We did uh, Dancer. D- D- oh, there it is. Dancer Required. Because um, earlier Times New Viking, yeah. um, I was just thinking, listening to that song, it's it's a pop song buried under a punk sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like that's kind of what Times New Viking cranked up to 11 is like just right. these really simple, accessible pop songs which buried under noise. And I feel like, yeah, that track that you just played, is that's the strategy yeah. there. It's like totally. the la-la-las. Yeah, and right. The, like the they're doing harmonies and, and like I mean this is like this is like British invasion music oh, yeah. that they've punked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, like I'm sure you go to see them and 
Uh, I, I <laughs> the other thing they said is uh, audiences used to get real so fucking annoyed too because nobody could dance to it. Like the minute, right. like they wouldn't have anything like you know uh, uh, that everybody could just you know thrash along to. Like like with, well, I do um, remember when the, I saw them, and yeah. obviously like they didn't just play Pink Flag. No, you know, yeah, they yeah, had yeah, a yeah. bunch of records at that point. But I do remember like I went with my friend. There was another band, a Chicago band, I think, that we were there to see that was opening. Who? Who? Uh, 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 Seam? Oh, Seam opened for Wire. Wow. I think, I, yeah, because we used to go to the Metro. I, I Don't quote me on that because no, I saw crazy. so many shows there. You know, I saw Dot yeah, Cab yeah, there. I yeah. saw, but I, I remember seeing Wire there and being everybody being like, oh, you know, Wire, Pink Flag. And I was like, yeah, of course, I know, I know that record. And I, you know, I got a good spot kind of close to the stage and the show started. And about three songs in, I was like... I'm gonna go grab a seat at the bar. You know, yeah. it's not like danceable. Nobody was like, there wasn't a lot of energy in the crowd. For Everybody the was excited w- to see the band yeah. and and to hear the music. Yeah. But they, it's not music that like you dance along to right. or thrash along to. Right. There's no mosh pit. Yeah, it was yeah. just kind of like a bunch of people like standing there. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, eh, you know. They said they dudes. kind of made that a deliberate choice from the beginning that they were going to not let people like. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like, do run choruses or or give them an opportunity to really like uh, right. do that mosh pitting around of, of the late seventies. They were like, nope, I'm not gonna let you do it. <laughs> like, they're like, I just they're subverting everything in every way. Right. That's what I love about this record. Like, from the from the 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 sleeve, the the name of it, the you know, the way they're approaching everything is, is anti everything I mean, it's really questioning everything and and, uh, and that's why it's going to hold up forever in a way because it's just out there in their own you know See, it's uh, interesting it just I, happened to be the important to everybody else after the fact you know? I mean the question is because I don't I know this record yeah and I know their um, yeah you their, know like late 90s one first letter I, I uh, remember listening to that a lot and I'm kind of looking through the rest of their their discography and realizing I don't really know no much else about them. Like, Not did at their all. sound? I don't. Did their sound change? I, I don't think imagine it that compl- it did. No, it completely. For me, it did. I I have oh, really? chairs missing and one five four because I want more Pink Flag. And every sure. time I put them oh, on, I see what you're I'm like, yep. weird. This is like, I, I mean, they evolved so quickly and changed direction so much. Uh, that that Chairs Missing is a totally different album. There's a lot of okay. there's a lot of keyboard stuff. They they move away oh. from the short the shorter songs. Like they really quickly were like, okay, we're done with that. We did that next. Right. You know? So well, I wonder if I mean that might be one of the things that affects their like absolutely their their visibility because yes. you know you know you, you we've talked about this when we talked about Fugazi like. Fugazi evolved slow enough yes. that you could you could stay with them. You could, but you know, you if could. you're coming to Fugazi late and you get you know Margin Walker and you get end hits or something, you're like, what happened to this band? Right. But like if, if, the, if the Wire is going to do that, like in two years, yes, 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 you're you're going to lose a lot of your audience. Completely different sound, absolutely. But then, I mean, you could see how being in the late '70s in England, you you record this, you play with the bands that are around in '77 by '78. Everyone has is dead, or their band broke up, and right. punk is over. So you could see where you're like, well, fuck, we're we're, we're not doing the same right. wire shit. You got you got to wonder what these you know? guys <laughs> were <laughs> thinking, like when Black Flag hits the scene and stuff like that. I wonder, you know, yeah. Minor yeah. Threat. Well, you know, what's funny is there there is that connection of uh, Minor Threat does a cover of 12, 12 XU. That's true. On, uh, I guess, some compilation that I was reading about, some some DC sampler album or something, which I was like, that's Isn't that crazy, on the That's man. on the 20 Years of Discord. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, which is great. By the way, you know, we should talk. We should just talk about that at some point. But, <laughs> the um, <laughs> collection? Well, I mean, I'm glad we talked about this album. I've been wanting yes. to talk about it for a while. Yes. And it's weird. When I was listening to it, I was, in a lot of ways, I was struggling to figure out what I was going to say because mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, it's like a fish talking about water. Like, my whole life, this record has just been there. Yeah. Yeah, right. And right. and even though I don't listen to Pink Flag very much, it's very obvious when you listen to it, like, oh, this became that sound. This sure. became that sound. These sure. band pulls, you know, everything from R.E.M. to Minutemen. Like, you, you hear... 
the evolution of of punk out of the sun. You hear the evolution of like uh, like a yes. lot of things that w- that would happen later come out of well, like bits you and pieces get, on this record. You almost get like new you know new wave or or some of that other stuff that that well, came out. I of mean, punk. I hate to put it in these terms, yeah. but it's almost like reading a children's book. Yeah, right. Yeah, like you see all the foundational language that's going to be laid that your child will use in a more complex way later on. Right, but but it all feels so rudimentary at this stage. And and I'm not saying that, that Pink Flag is a rudimentary album. What I'm saying right. is it, it's a it's so foundational. No, but it is. It, 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 I think that's one way to put it. Like, it, I was thinking about how it's different from the other uh, like Touchstone kind of uh, films, for example, where sure. where you you see like oh everything came out of Pulp Fiction that now Pulp Fiction is is diminished because looking at it now it's it's like ugh this is not good or, or or you're looking you know it's hard it's impossible to look at it with the lens of when it came out anymore and i think this doesn't suffer from that this this manages to kind of avoid that for me maybe because they never were that popular that you would have i don't know i don't know they they managed to influence everybody but still and i guess again like slint they they pulled that off where the album is still as good as it was, which I think is rare, considering it's like the you know beginning of everything in a way. Sure. Um, let's pick a track. We'll play out this section of the show, and we'll move on towards uh, all the other stuff that we got to do. All the other stuff. I want to hear this song. I wanna be a tongue for the taste of sure Pictures are made with a new fresh sweet Still lacking in days Nothing in the white Looking the same as Monday morning Nothing in the white Looking the same as Monday morning I think what's crazy. I think what's go. crazy about them too is every time I put this record on, it's one. It is so different. Like it does have like, you have super brief, jaggedy songs. You have the longer, you know, very abrasive stuff. Then you have really catchy. You don't know why. Like like you know, X Lion Tamer or, or no, even this Three Girl Rumba track. Um, so it's kind of all over the place in a great way. Um, and my wife is always, every time I put it on, is always like, who is this again? And she's like, I know I ask you this every time. And uh, it doesn't, and, and will ask me like multiple times when it, this album is playing. Like, who is this? Because it, it's just like, did, did, it you, change, that did much. you change the record? Is it, right, right. So I think it, it's, it works in, in that way. And, in a, you know, in a weird like, we're just starting out. We don't know what we're doing. Here's our reaction to all of the things we are seeing that are wrong with punk rock. And right. then we're going to move on and we're going to be a different band. But like this moment is, I mean, it's it's sort of like becomes punk, but it, it was, you know, to me, it seems like a reaction against all of those things that were like really annoying or just like, oh, this again. Great. We're going to yell about right. the queen and just barf. Okay. <laughs> and spit on each is, other. Is Fantastic. That, that, that's, that's a summary of the sex business career. Is that what we're we're going to spit on each other. And yeah. That's, great. Yeah. We talked about that. Sure. Plenty with the black flag folks. We, like we need um, to do that. <laughs> I think, I mean, my final thought honestly yes. is I'm consistently impressed with the diversity of things that qualify as punk. Mm, in the yeah. late 70s and early 80s, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. we, we've talked about the ones that you would obviously go to, like Black Flag, or well, we talked about Fugazi, who's later, but Minor Threat. Um, you know, and but there's those. Right. And then we've talked about the things like, you know, Sonic Youth, who yeah. are a, a very different sound, Wire, but then also, like, Camper Van Beethoven gets lumped <laughs> in there. I mean, there, there, it's such a spectrum of, yeah, I mean, of I guess who's like doing what. Dead Milkman or something. Like, yeah, it just was all... Punk has consistently been, or as a as a uh, category, uh, great in that way that it really is like oh, it's punk, whatever. It's punk, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's punk. Well, I mean, we haven't even gotten into like swans or you right, know, right, some, right, some right, of that crazy right. stuff sure, too. Sure. Um. All right. So, why don't you do the disclaimer this week? Okay. Wire. We don't. You know we didn't write this or record it or even have any 
any right to be playing it and talking about it. A couple of dummies. But we appreciate that you are letting us. And if you're not, send, you know, send some kind of email or something. I'll feel really bad about myself. And then we'll take, it, take this episode down. <laughs> okay, this guys. Went, this went really dark, man. <laughs> Shit. Don't let me do this anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like, we don't make any money off this thing. So, um, you know, if you, if anybody in The Wire, in Wire, no. The, the Wire is a TV show. I mean, you, the folks from The Wire are welcome to contact us, too. But if sure. the people in the band Wire. Well, we will not take let, it down. Like, yeah, no, if the people from, if, if uh, you know, um, you know, uh, listen, uh, McNulty. Idris Elba wants to contact us. Forget yeah, McNulty. It. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, but if the actual, you know. Anyway, uh, Jay, how do people get in touch with us? Uh, they can uh, do a Twitter at we listen to one they can do a twitter do a twitter or <laughs> look at the pictures on instagram which yeah. is at we listen number two records Re- records Correct. Uh, there's We're a on phone Facebook number somewhere. as we listen to records <laughs> if you want if you want to do that to yourself wait the facebook yeah on, the, on the facebook do that to yourself um uh yeah, that's it. Okay, I have a. So that's a, those. We're really good at social media. Oh, also, so uh, we're obviously we're on iTunes and Stitcher yes. and probably some more platforms soon. So go rate um, and review and let the world know that uh, you like our thing because it does help people find us. Because right now it's you know we have seven listeners. We would like to have an eighth. <laughs> <laughs> we would. We, we would. would. We would. Um. um Okay, so uh, this is the part of the show where I ask if you have any mailbag I for us. I have one mailbag. Well, this is the one that I have right in my hands. Right did you now. print? Did you print out? It's the email? printed. You printed? Did is it on like colored paper? Did you print it on? Oh, that's no, it's not colored a paper. Terrible sound. This sound? I'm, I'm, oh, it's like kind of crunching it. All right. Anyway, this comes from. Uh, Daryl from Binghamton says, from Binghamton, Matt. Hi, Daryl. Says, (laughs) me too. He says, Hi, we listen. Am I going to ruin my kids' love for someone like, say, Bob Dylan if I jam it down their tiny throats when they're babies? First of all, (laughs) let's not be jamming anything down anybody's throats, (laughs) babies or adults. Um, You know, I, I, I won't. I won't. No, you know, I have made a conscious effort in some way to not ever be like, oh, uh, guys, guys, Walter, Dylan, you got to sit down. We're going to listen to We're going to listen to Wire, okay? And guys, you don't understand. You, someday you will. But this album, no, I'm never, I'm not ever doing that. It's just, it's on and it's going to be a, I prefer to subconsciously root those things into their subconscious sure. <laughs> without them ever knowing and then going around the rest of their lives going why do i fucking know this song yeah how did well, i ever i don't this? <laughs> i don't have children and i never will have children or really spend any quality time with them oh. so parent asking me for parenting advice is is actually the best thing you can do yeah, because it is. i'm completely objective yes. in this whole situation what do you think well and okay well, what you... i would say is is like honestly now that I get older, there are certain things that my parents used to play right. that, that I, I I don't even know if I like them or not. They were so <laughs> much a part of my childhood like that I just... Like kn- uh, oh, my mom listened to Neil Diamond sure. nonstop. Yeah. So when Neil Diamond comes on, like, inherently I know like it's probably not good music, but it's so <laughs> a part of my, my childhood and my yeah. memories. It's like, yeah, I'm going to f- come into America, man. I'm going to sing along to that shit. Right? <laughs> but, you know, it's so... Does it ruin it? Yes, no. I mean, I think, you know, if, you, does, if you're worried about your child, like, <laughs> rebelling against your beliefs. <laughs> right, right, that, right. That's a real thing. Oh, like, yeah. You know, yeah, that's coming. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that, I, don't, I think music is such a personal taste that I, I don't know that your kid would rebel against your musical taste per se. I think your kid is going to be much more influenced by the, what's going on at their school socially what's yeah, yeah, in yeah, the mainstream sure. yep. and, and how they yep. feel about the mainstream. Are they into it? Or are they reacting against right, it? Right, right. You know, I think, I think their peer group and their friends and what's going on in pop culture will have much more influence than 
you know, whether or not you fucking play blowing in the wind in the car. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think um, I do remember hearing some like, I don't know what it was, maybe This American Life or something, or maybe it was just a story somebody was telling me about how their dad was just so hardcore for Bob Dylan and they would just like play it for him all the time and tell him how important it was and, you know, all this stuff. And they that they just ended up like completely... Um, not hating them, but just not listen, ever listening to it till like years and years later, where they finally came around. Like, yeah, he's good, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so well, I mean, I mean I well, also, I, I, I mean, when a when a musician or a style of music becomes emblematic of an entire generation, right? In the right. way that Bob Dylan and right. the, the the '60s and the counterculture and all that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Like, yeah, it's, sure. it. I mean, if the question was, you know, if I listen to a lot of, you know, punk, will my kid grow up and hate punk? Okay, that's one thing. But you're like, you know, if I listen to a lot of the Beatles, will my kids grow up and, like, hate Woodstock? You know, I mean, it's a it's a different, you know, yeah, there's only... not th- even the question, really, right? It's like, because it's like, I mean, that shouldn't even be the question, because it's like, well, you're listening to the Beatles because they're good so you're playing them for your kids because they're good you're not listening to the beatles because they're the latest hot band that just came out so it's not even you can't even like equate that to because i think that's very different obviously i I do spend a lot of time with like kids in the 18 to 22 range yeah and i have to say there they there doesn't seem to be a huge investment among my students in what's new okay and but they also they don't have because the internet just provides everything at all times. Right. They don't have any pathways between things either. Yeah. Right. They don't understand, you know, like they'll, I'll, they'll be listening to Nirvana followed by Taylor Swift followed by, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just, it's all yeah, over yeah, the place. Yeah. And it's their brains process that kind of stuff differently than we do, where we grew up sort of listening to albums and seeking out like, like subcultures. Right. And, you know, if you like this band, you will also like this band. And like, you know, I don't think that they draw those connections in the same way. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just, it, yeah, I think it's, no, a, it's, it's a different. Well, I mean, look, when you can go on YouTube and go, hey, I'm watching a video fixing my sink, and uh, that show, I remember Fugazi playing in whatever, you know, early 90s, and then, oh, yeah, that karate self-titled record that isn't around anywhere, and then, oh, right, yeah. I need to watch this other, I, I need to, you know, watch this video about fucking World War II. Like, you know. That's the world we live in. Sure. So, well, um, uh, but I always the name of what was the name of who from Binghamton that sent us Darryl. a mailbag. Daryl. Thank you, thank you, Daryl. Fucking up your kids, um, man. My, just yes. So chill my out. my high high quality parenting <laughs> advice is like just play the music you're gonna listen to because that kid's gonna rebel no matter what. Exactly. You know, right? They're gonna listen that, to garbage for. I mean, I have, ten I, have, years. I have I have I have a couple <laughs> friends. You know, their kids are approaching the like teenage years. Oh boy. And you, you can see they all, like, have this hope. It's like, not my kid. Right, Every other right, kid right, is going right. to rebel against their parents, but right. not my kid. And it's like, no, they are. Yeah, they that's will. the That's the deal. Yeah, they You're, will. like, chemically wired to do that shit. I know, man. It's um, really sad. It's making me really and, sad. And if you are wired to do that shit, you um, should listen to Wire while you're rebelling. I'm wired have to a, wire. Have a good rebellion. Okay. Uh, this is the part of the show. Um, where I ask if you have any recommendations, anything you've been listening to, or what's uh, you know, any new albums you've got in your life that people should be listening to, etc. Recommendation corner, I'm calling it. Wow. Oh yes, I do. As a matter of fact, this band that I was recommended, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I get their name right. Then hold on one second. They are called Just Mustard. Just Mustard. Just Mustard. Um, and they're from Ireland and okay. are amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, want to give a shout out to yeah. uh, a local Boston band, which in, one of my students uh, is in the band. Okay. And they're actually having a reasonable amount of success. They're called Mall Cops. Mall um, Cops. Awesome. Mall Cops have a new album out um, and are getting some good uh, coverage of that. So, uh they're on SoundCloud if you want to listen to them. Good, like, you know, high school boy emo-y rock <laughs> awesome. band. Okay. Kind of like Level Up or something like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're I've, I've been excited for them because they seem like they're having a good time. Cool, man. That's great. Listen, art school should be 
creating the bands. That's band school. Really? Hell yeah. They paint some pictures and make a band. So the (laughs) exciting news for you, my friend, is that last week, so if you're new to the show, the way that we pick the albums that we listen to is each week one of us brings three for the other one to choose from. And so last week I presented three options to Jay and he picked Wire. So this week it's Jay's turn to give me three. Wow. And I will choose next week's album. What do you got for me, okay. bud? Okay. Okay, buddy. Should we do the thing? You got, you got your three? Uh, no. I'm, I'm quickly looking. Around. Oh, no. Yes, I do. I do know who I want. Wait, do I want? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me write these. <laughs> that was a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, okay. Well, welcome to our new podcast, Jason making a decision. Uh, well, yeah, it's called it's it's called I forgot that I'm picking the the, the record this <laughs> I mean, week. I could pick again. I've got 3 lined up that I think would be interesting, but Pick it. Pick it. I'm unprepared. You pick. You're you're unprepared. How about I throw well, one in there and you do the other two? How about that? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I know something that you don't, which is that I'm coming to New York City next week. Right? Which means I can oh, come to your house. Yeah. And we could do another full discography. Okay. Oh my god! If oh my you god. wanted, so we could do another mega mega okay. set okay. if you okay. felt like it. Okay. How do you feel about well, that as a option? I think that's a cool option. So let me well, who, let me present. Okay. So you're going to present me three discographies. I'm going to present three <laughs> discographies. Okay. All right. Great. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. At the drive-in. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And like. Jeez. We we could extend that out to Sparta and the Mars Volta if you wanted, or not. Man, that's a lot. I would I would want to just cover uh, at the drive-in because the drive. man, those records. I, I it would be like uh, I I'm hesitant to go to um, Mars Volta. That was like whoa, that was a big yeah. change and major. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's definitely <laughs> something we would, I'm you know. Sure we'll the, get into it anyway, but. When, when Omar and the other dude split off from. Yeah. Dave or whatever his name was. Yeah. And Sparta. I mean, talk yeah. about a band that knew what they wanted to do. Like the, like Wire, just, man, whoa. That, yeah. At the drive-in was unlike anything else at the time. Oh, hell yeah. Really. So I would love like, to do the, cause, but yeah, also yeah, like, okay. I also know that if you're going to do at the drive-in. Yeah. Like, you're, you're absolutely required to talk about relationship of command. But yes. honestly, yes. in Casino Out, <laughs> yes. El Gran Orgo, like, uh, these are also just as amazing yeah. Um, yeah. albums. Yeah. And like, I feel like, I don't know, I, it, I would not want to give, because some of my favorite songs are on In Casino Out. So like, yeah. even though you, if you say at the drive-in, you have to do Relationship with Command. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think they'd be a good discography band, because there's so much spread out across those records. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, sure. Okay. So that's option one. And they have two records? Three? Uh, Three tops? At least four and then really? a live album, oh, I think. Okay. Uh, four, yeah, at least four. Oh, four. Acrobatic Tenement, In Casino Out Relationship, and then Interalia. Via, in, El, via El Gran Orgo. Yeah, and then there's a like a. Is that live. the live thing? 2017, oh. what was that? You okay? Sorry. I got. Sorry, my phone just went off, okay. <laughs> and it, it goes through my computer, so it was like, oh, yeah, oh funny. okay, okay. I had to figure out how to turn that option off. Um, so that's that's discography one. Yeah, what, do okay. You okay. At the drive-in, and okay. you know, even if we don't really cover the Mars Volta, we th- you got to talk about them. Okay. Yeah. Option two. I mean, I would love to do the full Pelican discography. Mm. I mean, talking about an amazing band. Mm. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so like sludgy post metal, no lyrics. You know, maybe right. maybe something we can save for later. I don't know. Um, not quite as fun and danceable as at the drive-in or Fugazi. Right. Um, so, but that's option two. Like, I'd love to just look at, you know, the full because I can't pick one that I want to. Like, I love them all. Of Pelican. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. But I think my problem with Pelican is I, wow. I, if you just played a track off of an album and said, which one is this? I couldn't tell you. I really could. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? All like, right. That's. In a good well, and bad and way about them, I think like man, I don't even know how to differentiate albums and what was happening yes. with them. And be, and I guess because they're instrumental, I don't even like, I don't have a feeling of them as like a band. I don't know. It's weird. 
don't know what I'm trying to it's say. It's interesting though, like, well, because they, one of the key members of the band is not on the most recent two albums. Huh. But as a having seen them live a lot and as a fan of the band, like, I really can differentiate who's doing what. Right. And like, like who's up front in this song and who wrote it and what, what, the ebb and flow of the two sort of major songwriters. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a subtle thing that you'd have to you know you have to get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Definitely. So anyway, that option number two. So at the drive-in, okay. Pelican, okay. and then the third one is a little weird. Okay. It's, uh, it's the the uh, Rick Freiberg Speedo Reese collection of bands. So they what? perform as Pitchfork, Drive Like Jehu, uh, Hot Snakes, geez. Rocket from the Crypt. Okay. Right. Yeah. So yep. I don't know if that's it's sort of like the San Francisco. 90s sure. punk yeah, sound, yeah, yeah. 80s, late 80s, 90s punk sound. So I, I, I just, I don't know how what to call that because they keep right. changing band names, but it's basically yeah. the same people doing the same stuff, just under slightly different names. So I kind of thought that would be an interesting thing to follow, like from Pitchfork, Pitchfork through Drive Like Jehu through Hot Snakes. Yeah, I mean, again, when when it comes to them, you would have to be driving the steering sure. the ship on that one because all I know is Hot Snakes. I, I really don't know the other. Maybe I know Drive with Jay, but not like. But yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting to me. Although my initial I, I, reaction I, I is could, at the drive-in. I really want yeah. to get to them, but sure. Uh, well. But that's a good one too. Let's do at the drive-in. Let's that's do at easy. The drive-in. It's easy to cover these basically three records. Because yes, this other one, three, three major records. Interalia is released in 2017. Oh, that's weird. It is. Yeah, weird. they have a couple like like seven song like EP things that are really good too and worth talking about. I'm really so, curious what this sounds like, but right, we'll we'll we we get it. Also, I've not heard of it, so I'll, we'll have to, we'll have to listen to it. Yeah. All right. So maybe oh, we'll get Michael Equi to join us again. We'll do an at the drive-in discog. Um, let's do at the drive-in. In your living room, okay. Hopefully, okay. And uh, you know, and if not, we'll do it online if we have to, depending sure, on what sure. my, my, my trip to New York looks like. That's right. Okay, so fans of the pod, dig out your at the drive-in records. Get um, into it. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. The station is non-operational. I'm gonna. Um, wow, it's cool. I haven't. I. I. That's great because I haven't listened to these since 2000s, and uh, I remember them just being really mind blowing so I'm, I'm excited nice I'm excited yeah, good to stuff. See I listen to them they a lot they're, they're definitely in my regular rotation cool um, oh. alright well so we listened to Pink Flag today um, why don't you uh, pick a track to play us out on Jay you got it Matt I'm going <laughs> to play <laughs> There's so many tracks. There's like 29 <laughs> tracks. Okay, let's do. And then I'm trying to think. Like I'm looking at the the um, that thing of lyrics to go. Oh yeah, is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Th- you know what? I like this. I like this three girl rumba song. Ready? All right. This and has been don't don't go anywhere because it's not going to be very long. Okay, yeah, here we this, go. This has been we listen to records. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Now you ain't got a number You just wanna rumba 